Today is March 18th, and you're listening to the Daily Community Meetup on the same 24 hours podcast. This week, I'm hosting Zoom online meetings at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time for us to join, see each other, commiserate, communicate, and to have a sense of belonging during this incredible stressful time. I thought for those who could attend, we would have live video. And for those who have to listen after hours, that we would put it up on the podcast. So it makes it easier. You can listen, but there's not a privacy thing with (laughs) with having video of all of our faces out there either. So today's guest, um, special guest during the live meeting was Jen Elizabeth. She is Resurrection of Me on Instagram. And her story, you guys, is just so incredible. So incredible. You don't want to miss this episode of the meeting and hopefully you guys can join tomorrow as well or in the future because it's really nice to sit down and talk to people and just have a moment of silence and gratitude and grounding during this crazy time. I hope, I hope, I hope you all are doing okay, staying safe, and please reach out to me anytime if you need anything. That's what we're here for. Stay safe. Talk to you soon and enjoy this daily community meetup. Hi, and welcome to the same 24 hours podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. All right, everyone. Well, welcome to another daily community meetup, and so glad to see your your faces and other humans that are not under the age of 13. (laughs) So it's great to see you all for another installment. Today's special guest is Michelle Robin, but I don't see her on yet. So hopefully she'll join. If not, I know that we will have just a perfectly acceptable good time (laughs) regardless. Um, I wanted to read the passage from the Daily Stoic from January 1st. I thought it was really great and very applicable to what is going on at the moment. So, all right, here we go. Control and choice. The chief task in life is simply this, to identify and separate matters so that I can say clearly to myself, which are externals not under my control and which have to do with the choices I actually control. Where then do I look for good and evil? Not to uncontrollable externals, but within myself to the choices that are my own. And that's from, I can never say this guy's name, Epictetus. (laughs) That's from Epictetus. But um, then Ryan Holiday goes on, the single most important practice in Stoic philosophy is differentiating between what we can change and what we can't, what we have influence over and what we do not. No amount of wishing will make you taller or shorter or born in a different country. No matter how hard you try, you can't make someone like you. And on top of that, time spent hurling yourself at these immovable objects is time not spent on things we can change. 
the recovery community practices something called the serenity prayer. And I always think of Seinfeld <laughs> when I hear this, serenity, no. but I use this all, I use this prayer all the time. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. The same is true for us today. If we can focus on making clear what parts of our day are within our control and what parts are not, we will not only be happier, we will have a distinct advantage over people who fail to realize they're fighting an unwinnable battle. It was interesting because last night I texted my dad. <laughs> to any, anyone that knows me knows that that's a complicated, um, you know, just ball, ball of wax, <laughs> ball of yarn. And I was checking on them, making sure my parents were okay. And um, it was interesting the focus that my dad had on the situation. And you know, just with the world. And I said, you know, there's really not much we can control about any of this, dad. And he's like, I know, but I'm, I'm very, very concerned. And I said, I know, I get that. But you know, you kind of have to let go and just <laughs> focus on what isn't within your control. But we just kept going around and around on, yeah, but I'm still going to worry. I'm still going to, you know, fret about this stuff. And look, I get it <laughs> because it's easy, but I thought it was interesting that the choice to say, okay, I can't control this. The choice is to recognize what is in our control. And, and that is a distinct difference from saying, yeah, 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 but I'm going to choose to, to be concerned. Yeah, 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 but I'm going to choose to worry. Yeah, 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 but I'm going to, you know, it, it's a, there's a distinction and it's, it doesn't mean we don't worry. <laughs> it doesn't mean that we're immune from it. But I think that's an important distinction. And I got to experience that a little bit with my family last night. <laughs> but um, it's always good. Always good to, to try and, and recognize where we come from. <laughs> the end. Okay, we can get off the phone now. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, so what I want to do to ground us today. Um, I want to do a solid minute of just breathing. Now that sounds annoying and maybe it is, but what we don't stop, we don't stop in our days to do this. So we're going to do a minute of breathing. And if you want something to do in that minute, <laughs> if you find that a minute of breathing sounds like the worst thing you could ever have to do. Like I, I, I talked about this in the first meeting when I saw the Mr. Rogers episode or movie, sorry, a beautiful day in the neighborhood when Tom Hanks in the diner did the the scene about a minute to think about people who loved you into existence. I thought that was really powerful. But if you need something to do in the minute, you can always do box breathing. And if you don't know what box breathing is, it's just um, a technique of breathing where you take an equal amount of counts to breathe in, to hold, to breathe out, to hold, to breathe in. So like think of a box. And I think the standard box breathing is four seconds. So four seconds to breathe in, hold for four seconds, four seconds to breathe out, hold for four seconds. So you can do that in the minute if you would like, but we will just take a minute. I will turn on my <laughs> lovely insight timer because it has waves. I don't know if you could hear it last time, um, but it is lovely, sorry. And I'm gonna keep peeking my eyes open because I have to admit people. But we will start our minute right now. Just close your eyes and give yourself a minute.
Keeping your eyes closed. I want to just read this to you. There was a time I couldn't breathe, and I bet you can remember the same. A time when the world closed in, no sleep to be had, no light, no love, no hope. And yet, during that time, I realized I could breathe. And yet, today, here I am. And here you are. The spirit unbroken, the breath still comes. Sometimes quicker, sometimes unsteady, sometimes nervously, but the breath still comes. In this world of uncertainty, harness the certainty of breath. For this moment, there is breath. Where breath, there is life. Where life, there is hope. With hope comes responsibility to harness your strength, to stand in your truth by just breathing and believing we are here to live. Let us live in this moment. And you can open your eyes. Thank you for that. I could have closed my eyes for quite a while. <laughs> a minute goes fast. A minute goes fast. So thank you for that. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, I don't see where um, our special guest has logged on. So I will talk about creativity. And then if Dr. Michelle doesn't log on, um, then we will open up and, and chat about something else. But um, I did want to talk about creativity because this is the time where I'm getting texts from everyone that's saying, oh my gosh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going crazy at home. Um, you know, what, what in the world am I supposed to do with all these people in my house? <laughs> we can't go anywhere. And so what I am doing, and, and then I would love to hear your ideas if, if you're focusing on the same, is I'm trying to find a way to be creative. I'm trying to find a way to be creative every day. And I'm trying to find a way to get something done that I've been putting off. And, and I don't mean like cleaning the house. I mean something self-improvement wise. Um, and one of them, one of the things is um, I'm trying to up my speaking game as far as, which is really funny because everything speaking is canceled <laughs> for the foreseeable future. So um, I'm really glad I didn't get that ramped up before now. But um, I want to do more speaking. And so there's a lot of things. There's a great laundry list of things that I need to do to get that going. And so that is the kind of self-improvement mechanism that I'm going to work on <laughs> during the quarantine. And so last night I had some videos I had to watch. I'm doing like a school, an online school thing, um, just a seminar. So I watched those and I took some notes and then I went based off of what they told me to my website. I made some you know, additions and changes. And so it felt really good. It felt really good to, and it was like an hour and it wasn't major, but it was me taking that time to invest in myself. And we have that time right now, unless you're my husband who is apparently saving the world from coronavirus <laughs> because he has no time. Um, Single-handedly, you're welcome. The expert is going to save us all. Um, but he is in the science industry and they are doing a lot. Um, but yesterday, this is terrible. I shouldn't even say this, but, um, yesterday, like they ended up doing something big and I was like, Oh my God, you saved the world. And he was like, you're such a jerk. <laughs> Why do you have to say something like that? And I was like, well, it seems like you're very important. Um, you know, I'm always here to keep it real. 
Um, but it's, it's just funny that the simplest thing that we can do is probably the thing we've been wanting to do, whether it's like working on your certification for something, you know, who you are on this call, <laughs> getting that done. Um, whether it's, um, I mean, what is it? We all have this thing, right. That we want to do personally that we want to get started. So that, that is one thing I'm working on. And then a second is the creative part. And I want to write a fiction book. <laughs> I've wanted to do it my whole life. Um, I've had this story that's haunted me for 20 years. And so I'm trying to do that during this time too. <laughs> Just write a book. It's fine. <laughs> I'm trying to get a lot of that done anyway. I'm trying to, to be creative. So my challenge for you guys is during this time, what can you do self-improvement wise? And I don't mean, I don't mean working out. I don't mean health. Um, I mean, for you and it may be self-improvement is health, but I feel like those are separate boxes. I feel like maybe the, the word I'm looking for is personal development. What can you do in the realm of personal development career? Um, let me add this person career or the next step, you know, the next step. So think of something in, in that regard and then create creativity, creativity. Words are hard. <laughs> Words are very hard. I did have a client who came to me and we started working together and I found out she was a painter, like a legit, not house painter, but like artist. And she told me that she hadn't painted and since the kids were born and that had been, I feel like she has teenagers. And so I thought, well, that's almost a decade and a half, way too long for you not to have painted. And so we put that into part of her prescription <laughs> for what she needed to do. And it was awesome for her, like totally awesome for all the reasons you would expect. Um, getting back to her roots, her creativity, taking the time for ourselves. Because if you think back to when we were teenagers or, or young people and we did fun things that made us happy, um, that's what we're doing as adults when we reignite those things. <laughs> we're finding like our true core. And that's why for me, weightlifting, um, even though I totally suck at it now, um, but it's still, it's comfort. You know, I can touch a cold barbell and I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> a blankie. Like I could just sleep with a barbell. <laughs> um, that's comforting to me because it takes me back to a time when things weren't as what they are, you know, when things were simpler, but even though they felt hard at the time. Um, and so what is that for you? What, what in your life can you do right now that would make that feel nice? You know, anything. So, um, let me check and see if, does anyone want to talk while I figure out something? Amy, <laughs> do you want to talk? Really? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to send a text message, see if I can get our special guest on the line. Sure. Keep people busy. I'll talk. Let's talk about creativity. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that you brought that up because that was my first um, inclination when I realized that we were all going to be in our own homes. Um, one of the things, one of the stories that I tell myself is I really don't have time to paint. I really don't have time to sit down and you know, write. Um, I make time to journal, but I love the creative process. I don't know if anybody else who is on here loves it too. I mean, cooking, painting, knitting, uh, drawing, journaling. I, I don't know, whatever it is that you guys like to do. 
um, it's so fulfilling. And I think, you know, back to what we were talking about yesterday, I think it brings us kind of back to the source and it can be very calming at the same time. So you feel like you've done this creative, wonderful thing. And even if it doesn't work out and you never show anybody, that's okay. Um, I think creativity, right. I think it's really, really important. I think we should all be building it into our schedules. Cause I don't know about you guys, but now I'll, I see everyone saying, okay, I have to make a schedule. Otherwise I'm not only going to be in my pajamas all day, but I really am not going to get anything done. And I think so, you mentioned something so important too, like that you don't have to share it. Yeah. There's this whole fear that we have to write and share. It but doesn't have to be, it doesn't have, right. It doesn't have to be good enough or good or bad. Yeah. The process itself, I think, continues to bring you alive and expands you, which I think is hugely important. Um, anyway, that's all. Yeah. And I think, too, sometimes the hesitation to do something creative is, oh, but it's not good. Right. You know, it's just not good, but it doesn't matter. And like Amy says, if we can get to the point where we just do the process. Right just the process is, is what it is. It's setting the habit. Okay. I'm sitting down with my, and for me, writing is that way. Mm -hmm. I have to force myself to write, but then sometimes it comes, but then sometimes it just does not. It, it's a, it's a habit. The creative process is a habit. So Beth says, what is the best way to make space to be creative when we have this time instead of refolding the towels? <laughs> five times. Will you come to my house and fold my towels? I think on one of these calls, I'm going to show you guys what a wreck my house is. So you can stop thinking I have my act together. Like our laundry. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You really have refolded your towels. I want to see your linen closet. Are you one of those? <laughs> I'm going to unmute you, Beth, just because you're cracking me up. Okay, so real talk. How many times have you actually refolded the towels? I haven't, but I gave my dog a bath this morning instead of journaling. <laughs> <laughs> instead of journaling. Oh, you maybe, maybe it's avoidance. Maybe, um, maybe because it's hard. I don't know if we are all women on this call, but I think that we kind of get wrapped up in this narrative that that me time isn't productive time. Right, right. Right, because we've got kids or family members or other obligations and i think that in this time of uncertainty it is critically important as typically women we are the caregivers of ourselves and our community um, to take that 15 minutes meredith when we started working together you said to take 15 minutes or 10 minutes in the morning just yeah. 10 minutes um, and it's it's hard like for example i'm i mean i love my kids they're in the kitchen right now it looks like making waffles possibly i'm coming to your house You're burritos. <laughs> burritos just emma just said they're making burritos but you know now that i've got two kids you know one university student homeschooling and a high school student homeschooling and now they're competing for my office space which is also my creative space so before the call, you know, Emma and Sarah were negotiating. Emma's like, well, I need the, I need mom's office from 9.30 to 12.30, Monday through Friday. And Sarah's like, well, I have a Zoom call for my AP psych at, you know, whatever time, all right. And so, yeah, there's like a lot of negotiation of time and space. Yeah. And I think you're right to this. I was talking to someone yesterday and there is a certain, and you hate to, to gender type it, but there is a certain... Yeah theme of mom gives up first 
you know, like, oh, oh, you need, you need this. Okay. It's fine. Let's take it. You know, in, in, in my life, I, I don't even really get asked. Like <laughs> I went up to my, my room last night and all of my black dresses had been pulled off the hangers and they had all my high heels out. And apparently there was a fashion show that had gone on and then they just left it, <laughs> you know? And, and I think, you know, no one cares. No, like, and I look at my husband's closet, no one's in his closet, you know? And I sit down to do a podcast yesterday and the armrest on my desk chair was, was gone. <laughs> like they had apparently been spinning in it and it, it came off and, I don't know where they put it. You know, it's, it's stuff like that, that, that I'm like, you know, mom just doesn't matter in this equation of the house, but you know, that's also a mindset and I have to, but we have to work actively to, to, to claim our space, Beth. And that's what you're asking. You're like, how do you actively claim your space? And, and I think forcefully sometimes, you know, I've, I've told my family every day at 12, I'm having the kitchen because I don't have an office. My children have an office upstairs. <laughs> they call it the think tank and they have their stuff in there. I mean, I, my kitchen is the office. So I tell them they have to get out. And, and at five till 12 today, these people were making sandwiches in my office. <laughs> and I told them, I was like, you got to get out. And so, and I was not nice about it. I wasn't, I was like, get out get out, you get out, you know, this is every day, but that is part of it. You have to put your foot down and claim like your space. Like this is my space this is my time. I give, I give, I give. And now, now is my time. And it really is about making space. We're never going to have the space. We're never going to just have the time that if, if this quarantine is not the gift of time and we can't find space in this, it will never be done. Like, think about that for a minute. Only my husband who's off saving the world in the other room has no time, but everyone else, <laughs> all of us have more time. We really do right now. And so if, if the space feels like you're, you're not going to find it, like that's in your mind and that has got to be a mindset shift. And Dr. Michelle Robin is, is on now. And I, I said the magic word, which is shift. And, um, and let me cover this real quick. Lorraine said, as someone who never journaled, I now find it healing to do a mind dump. And that would be Beth. <laughs> My next advice is to start there, find your room, claim your space and start to do the mind dump Your 10 minute mind dump. It's worth it. You're worth it. Okay. All right. So, uh, Dr. Michelle, you are unmuted, I believe. So we came into, I don't even know, mutual friend or mutual friend. Ann Sharkey. That's right. Ann. Ann um, introduced us. I was out in Kansas City when the COVID started to bubble <laughs> and made it out there for a great event. Great event at Dr. Michelle Robbins. Uh, clinic at your wellness connection, a beautiful event. Great one. One of my favorites, truly. It was a fantastic job, but this is her book. She gifted me small changes, big shifts. She has a great, and it's backwards, I guess, but she has a great um, little book and also a podcast. And I thought it would be great for her to come and be our speaker today. And 
I don't know what you want to talk about, but you're like me. You can talk to in a wall for extended periods of time. So I just don't worry about you. I'm not going to give you a topic. <laughs> well, well, I would say thanks for inviting me to be on. And uh, you know, I had you at 12 central time. So I really only have about five to seven minutes. Okay. Um, so I, cause I'm still wrapping up with patients, but, um, a couple things, um, I would tell you all that, um, rhythm builds resilience. And so if you're like me, you know, I'm running a business, seeing patients, uh, this is effed up all of our lives. Not one person on the planet is going to get by without this. But I think the sooner you can find a new rhythm, the more resilience you're going to have. And the same thing's true with your kids. So if I would give you one piece of advice, what I know from being in healthcare for the last, you know, 35 plus years is that find your new rhythm and try to make that a habit. Now I would say divide the days like in, um, self-care, family time, and then your work time and find and find that rhythm. So I know, um, you know, we, I want to tell you transparently, we we're suffering. We're a wellness center. Um, we will rebound, but, um, our practitioners, we, you know, we've had 50% of our patients cancel this week and we've had, oddly enough, we've had people calling to get in too. It just, you know, the world's just so interesting because people, some people value this type of medicine and know that it'll help them stay well. Um, and we're committed to staying here as long as they are, but we go home to partners that are nervous that we've been exposed. And so there's so much going on, but I would tell you what I'm doing for my sanity. And I have been, uh, my friends are saying, how are you doing? First of all, I'm a hugger. I've been hugging at least probably 50 people a day for uh, 28 years. I'm, I'm on hug deficit right now. And I thought I was doing it for them. And I realized how much I was doing it for me. Yeah. Um, and they said, how are you doing? I said, I'm on the right side of the ledge, but I've been on the ledge. Uh, and I say that jokingly, but I'm not really joking. Um, when you watch everything you worked for, and I know you guys have the same experience. But what I'm telling myself is find the rhythm, Michelle, find the rhythm, and then I'll have more resilience. So that would be my one piece of advice for you all. Um, the other piece of advice is to, is to think about looking at this from a whole perspective and thinking about what can I do mechanically, chemically, energetically, psycho-spiritually, whole person health. I'm going to put in the notes I posted on the Facebook page. Um, I will send you... Um, the wellness plan that my team put together. And we have over a couple hundred years experience between traditional medicine, acupuncture, functional medicine, chiropractic, psychology. Um, we put together a holistic plan of things you can do. And, and it starts out with things that you could not pay to do. Um, and because I know that we're all thinking about the economic impact as well. And so um, I would love to see what I was talking to one of my clients this morning. And um, we have four free programs on there one about posture, one about sleep, one about freeing your space, and the other one about how to live a calm and peaceful life. And they're 21-day programs. So, and we put them in there for free right this next month, probably two months, who knows whether it's six months. But um, with that code that's in the plan, you can download that. And every, every day you'll get a, a tip to do and so that you can reclaim that. And we all need to work on our posture. I think it's gonna be one of the biggest things we talk about. Well, I think we'll talk about a couple things now having this crisis, but I think posture now as we, as we close up, we go into a protective mode. And right now more than ever, we need to open up and we need to keep our hearts open and, and at the same time, not let fear run our lives. We need to be mindful and intentional, but not let fear run our lives. So, so I would say, um, I would encourage you to look through that. Uh, if it serves you, please share it with friends. If it doesn't, if you don't feel like sharing, do whatever serves you. But um, we're going to get through this. The, the faster, the people that get to the rhythm the fastest are going to be more resilient.
That so, is great advice, Michelle. Yeah, I'll, that's what I've been telling myself. Find your rhythm, find your rhythm, find your rhythm. Um, and, uh, I, you know, and I'm finding it. And so I, and whatever that looks like, but, you know, plan it. You got, you got to have self-care every day. And this is going to be a gift for you to really invest in your self-care. And the other thing I to share with you in, in my short message, and, and Meredith, I'm so sorry I didn't think about the time zone. Um, That's okay. I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep doing this for a while. So we'll, we'll connect another time too. Yeah. I, I, you know, this is my jam. I can, I love this stuff. (laughs) And so, so I would say the other thing is, um, this is a big reset. It's a mother nature reset. It's a communication reset. It's a reset for you to really look at your life and say, gosh, what do I love about my life? What do I, when, what, when, when we, what am I missing? And, you know, coronavirus could be your excuse now. You know what? I really was not in a, a relationship or a job or whatever the case may be. So CB 19 can be your excuse for you saying, you know what? I've been off. I've been off track for a long time and I'm back on track. So I would encourage you to really see this as a gift of a reset for your life. Yeah. Um, but I would look at it whole person life. So that would be my biggest advice in this short period of time I have with you today um, is rhythm builds resilience. Well, I love that. I love that, Michelle. I know you have to go, but um, we'll, we'll connect another time um, to get you back on. Cause you have just a wealth of knowledge. And I know we're doing podcasting too. So, um, if you have to bolt, go ahead. Um, but if, if you can stick around, that's fine too, but that's awesome. Rhythm equals resilience. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, everybody. Hey, if you have questions, you'll be, you don't have to find me. Um, Hey, blessings to all of you. Stay good to yourselves. And the more you're good to yourself, you'll have an overflow for other people. All right. Um, Meredith, reach out to me anytime. I, I'll, I'll, okay. have, I'll have a new rhythm by next week. <laughs> Sounds okay. Good. All okay. right. Blessings. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. That is awesome advice. Man, she always packs it in too. I, I love her. Um, so her podcast, I was on it. I think it's Big Shifts on Instagram, but she has, she has this book and it's, it's, it's not a huge book, but it's like really packed, just like that was, you know, just... Um, Rhythm equals resilience in the book. Sorry, I didn't show it. Small changes, big shifts. I imagine you can get it on Amazon. Actually, maybe not. DrMichelleRobin.com is this book. Um, so I love that. And I think part of what I'm loving about these daily meetups, and there is much for me as, as for anyone that watches, is I feel that rhythm. So I wake up, I do my workout, I do my meditation, I do my whatever you know, emails, and I'm and then I'm like, oh, get out of my kitchen, <laughs> get out of my office, everyone. It's that rhythm, and um, then we afterward, I turn the Wi-Fi off for the kids because we have Google Wi-Fi, and so I force them to get off their electronics from like I think 11:30 to 3. 45 every day. And so then they're forced to do it. And they're getting in the first day was brutal. It was like they were coming off a crack. (laughs) They were so mad at me, you know, and I thought, gosh, I don't feel like we were on electronics that much, but um, clearly we were. And then when I get off these calls, we go for a walk with the kids. Sometimes they're not happy about that. But then, um, you know, I work after that and it is a rhythm. And and that I think Beth would be to, Find the creative process in that, in the rhythm. When do you work best? I think that I'm going to unmute you real quick. Like what time of day do you work best? Because I think that's important to establish. Um, Well, in the Ayurvedic world, I'm a pitta, which means that I work best from 10 p.m. to 2 or 3 a.m., which is 
no bueno for sleep. <laughs> and since I have this little doggo that has to go to bed at 10, because she's on a routine rhythm too. <laughs> oh my gosh, that doggo um, is new, right? That's like, when, uh, that's this, new this is my life. Uh, I think you're freezing. Okay, you're you're freezing. It's it's hard. I guess it's hard to establish a rhythm. Um, oh no! Oh, my internet connection's unstable. Um, yeah, all my neighbors are Netflixing. I'm sure. Yeah. So um, I I find I um, when when all things are in balance and I'm just by myself, um, I can really jam starting at like eight in the morning, like eight to noon. But the problem is, how do we find that space when the house is crazy? Yeah. 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 And, and so far, Joe, RIT is still open. And so he's still going to the office. Um, but um, that can change in an instant. For example, yesterday they canceled graduation. Um, so commencement is, is not happening anymore. Yeah. Um, and so every, everybody, like he has his own office, I have mine, but so I'm co-sharing, I'm co-working with my girls. So, um, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be a challenge. So I think my challenge is to find a new rhythm to make a new re resilience. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So would anyone like to share how they have found their rhythm during this time? Has anyone kind of got it dialed in or at least something that they've learned about themselves um, as far as a rhythm? Don't be shy. Remember, this helps us improve our public speaking skills. <laughs> I know who I'm going to make speak because he's going to hate it. Todd, <laughs> you're unmuted. <laughs> hey. Hey. So what I've learned. You're very powerful. I'm just going to unmute people. <laughs> and then no one will, everyone dodges off. Just kidding. I'll just do that to Todd because he's a good friend. <laughs> Go forth, Todd. What are you doing with your rhythm? So I'm still trying to learn my rhythm, right? But one of the, thing, one of the things that has helped me out it's like with all these kids schedules for school, like they each have a conference call with their teachers and stuff. I've had to actually take their schedules and add it into my schedules that I know, okay, Maddie's got a conference call at nine. Ian's at 10. Kayla, you know, she's pretty self-sufficient. So she doesn't, I don't have to worry about her. Um, but one of the things that's helped me keep my sanity is I figured out that the Apple TV has Bluetooth, and I've yes. hooked up Matt. Yeah, I've hooked up Maddie's headphones to the TV so that, like, she can watch her TV all she wants and I can just sit here and <laughs> so you're peace just and quiet. Electronic babysitting. Mute, Todd. No. <laughs> I mean, she, but she's like sitting there watching her cartoons, and oh. I can actually stand being in the kitchen and work. Yeah, because your yeah. office is the kitchen too. Actually, it doesn't happen. Yeah. You have an office. You just have to. I mean, I do have. I, yeah, I do have a home office, but it gets uh, taken up by one of the three kids during the during this chaos. Now, tell me about Sarah. Is she working during this time? Because I, I know. So yeah, she she's a she's a physical therapy assistant at nursing homes. Um, it's crazy because every time she goes to work. They have to fill out a questionnaire as to, uh, like, do you have a temperature? Do you have any aches? Like, it's a questionnaire wow. with all the symptoms. And if she tests or if she answers, like, yes to one of them, then she she gets uh, special treatment, whether it's 
going to get treated or like, you know, seeking medical advice, whatever. Um, it's interesting because working for the government, I'm teleworking and she's going to work and for the past week we we weren't approved to telework and it's frustrating because it's like her livelihood at stake if like I were to bring something home and right you know she gets affected by it so it's interesting I'm just trying to manage three kids and all these pop-up meetings and having to watch Facebook lives with people reading to them and things like that it's It's oh, hectic. That's coming down the pipeline for us. We just got the email today that said, like, here's the, you know, the daily readings. I'm like, oh, I can't. I just can't. And then, <laughs> oh, like, don't and put then, me in a corner. Don't give me rules. Don't, don't give me rules. Like, I'm, that's like the rebel. Right. I'm not, my kids are out of school. We're not, you know, and then that's terrible. Like, but but you're like me. I know you're like me. Like, we go sit here through, like, three different assignments, and then, like, Canvas software is like okay it's like okay did I get credit for it it's like oh hell no I didn't just sit here for three hours and you're not gonna show that I got credit for this it's like this is bullshit great a bullshit it's it's insane like but I I am trying to play teacher daddy daycare like I was gonna say well it's about time there's a daddy daycare going on I'm glad I mean I can I mean because otherwise Sarah doesn't get paid so yeah. Well, thank you for sharing, Todd. Yeah. Give your kids a hug. I will. Okay. And Lorraine, are you still on? Hey, Lorraine, I'm unmuting you. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Sorry I had to run yesterday. I forgot I had a Skype call for work going on. I was like, no, all of a sudden they're texting me. Are you there? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm here. So, <laughs> but Anyway, with uh, regard to the schedule, though I am doing it uh, most imperfectly at sort of at the beginning of this uh, situation, um, I had shared with you, you know, what my rough schedule would be, you know, that sort of staying on a schedule that, you know, I'm despite now working at home every day rather than once a week, you know, getting up, you know, getting ready for the day. So, you know, you don't go on multiple days with the same yoga pants and then wash <laughs> <laughs> right. doing that and rhythm and resilience change your underpants <laughs> yeah, that's always a nice plan especially for the others in the house <laughs> so uh, you don't go around <laughs> as a stinky a stinky person uh, but yeah just uh you know trying to uh, you know sort of try to maintain business as usual and say, okay, you know, lunch is going to happen despite the fact I'm working at my desk, you know, or I'm working at home, you know, get done, try to, you know, do some form of exercise. Unfortunately, it's been so rainy. I haven't been able to get outside, but, you know, whether that's stretching, you know, a yoga, you know, video on YouTube, uh, you know, some at home strength or whatever, but, you know, try to you know, maintain some kind of rhythm. And as I said, it hasn't been perfect. But one thing I've done much better than I did during uh, 9-11, when 9-11 happened, um, I was an addict 
to the news, an addict. Like yeah. it was on 24 seven for probably two months. You know, I'd leave it on, I'd get up at three in the morning, see the news. And I have not allowed that to happen. It, it's a temptation for me. Like somehow I have to have this like tidbit information about whether there's like two more cases, but um, I can't control that, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, trying to maintain um, some uh, some semblance of a sleep schedule, and for me, I'll put on um, like Buddhist chants uh, on which are free on Spotify. I'll do that to fall asleep and try to do my little nightly reading before I go to sleep, and just trying to, to the best of my ability, be find a new normal um, and not let myself get pulled into the anxiety of, uh, the 24 seven news cycle. Yeah. That's a really good point is I noticed the days I was super anxious. I had the, that's a TV right behind me. I had that just going and I was like, you know, 69 coronavirus cases, 72. And I I was like counting down and I, you know, I could feel my anxiety rising and I turned that sucker off. Um, yeah, that 24-hour news cycle. And I remember growing up, I would sit at dinner with my with my parents. And, um, my dad would always be like, Shh, stop talking. The news is on. And I was like, God, what's the big deal? But that was back when the news was, you know, Dan Rather was on at 6.30 and that was it. Like, that's how you got, <laughs> that's how you got your national news. And now it's, it's just constant. So that that's really great advice um, to just turn down the news and, and stay on stay on your schedule. Um, okay, Tanya, I'm going to unmute you and then Suzanne. Sorry, I think Suzanne, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Tanya, you're unmuted. I think. Hi. Hi, everyone. Can you hear me? Yeah. Perfect. Um, I just wanted to quickly say thank you for doing this. I woke up and I was feeling really lonely and empty and sort of, but, uh, this has really put things into perspective a bit more and, um, what I've learned in the last week or so, I had this really go, go, go schedule, like a lot of us apparently. Yeah. And uh, school was canceled, and uh, but I still have work in the evenings. But And I was determined at the beginning, I had this like schedule, and I was like, I'm going to make sure I get up every morning at a certain time and like clean, and I'm going to do all these things. And And instead, I've just been listening to my body more. And if I feel like I want to sleep in a bit more, I do. And just really paying attention to how I feel and honoring that instead of freaking out and having to follow the schedule. Like I've decided to to take this time to just breathe and become more in tune with what's going on with me and how I can change the things that I can change, right? Like you started with and that's all I wanted to say, so... Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And that's a really great point, too, that um, when we're in a go, go, go culture, which, you know, pre this, as a lot of us, it was like you felt guilty for for staying in bed a little bit longer or for going on an extra walk or for and, and I feel like that's starting to to abate a little bit like, you know what, I'm not going anywhere for two more weeks, so I can sleep in for two more hours or whatever. And I think it's going to be an excellent reset for for many of us too. And, and it's not to say that resetting doesn't come with a cost. I mean, obviously, like Dr. Robin said, we are all going to be just 
screwed by this in a lot of ways, but it depends on our perspective and how we look at that. Like, what's the exchange rate? If we can, you know, say we lose this, but we gain this, like, what is the long-term benefit of getting our health right during this time? Like, if you've been drinking too much and infused with sugar and you don't exercise and and yet you had, you know, major huge paycheck, but that gets flipped on its head and all of a sudden the huge paycheck's gone, but you have all the time in the world to get your health straight. What long term is actually the one that matters? You know, it's hard to see it when we're facing it, but both of both my husband and I have experienced job loss suddenly and thinking, how are we gonna do this? And every time, every time there's a way. It's not always my favorite way. <laughs> It's not always the way that I would, you know, call the most fun. I mean, especially the last year when we moved from Georgia to Kansas and then Kansas to Massachusetts in a five month period, that was not my favorite way to figure this stuff out, but it's, we're exactly where we need to be. And, and that, that faith and trust that that is true and we will end up where we need to be is, is good. And, and so this time is to get ourselves, our whole health, which Dr. Robin talked about the whole health straight. So thank you for sharing that, Tanya. I appreciate it. And I hope it's Tanya and not Tanya. Did I mess that up? Tanya, Tanya? It's Tanya, but it's fine. <laughs> I can flip a coin. I always get it wrong. Okay, Tanya, thank you. All right, Suzanne, I'm going to unmute you if you're still there. I am. I'm going to turn this around. So I'll wave hi for a moment. Oh, hi, you're walking. <laughs> I am. So uh, talking about different activities, uh, what I've tried to do is create a daily walk schedule. I uh, try to walk in the morning, in the afternoon, and then again in the evening if I can. Um, today, this is actually my morning walk, even though it's not really morning anymore. Um, I definitely got sidelined by anxiety and trying to do almost too much. There's a car, and... This is very clear project. <laughs> <laughs> Make so, it you know, light and start running and let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because the bears are out now and, oh, no. and yeah, every once in a while I can see some garbage that's littered, um, like a pile of it. And that means that a, a bear has come out. So, no. um, but you know, the idea of sort of like planning my day and finding him a rhythm, as I said, so I'm like, I'm trying to exercise, uh, walking. Uh, we have, uh, like a sort of a studio at home and I mean not a fancy one but it's a place that I can work out and so I have found a couple things online that I can do. Yeah. I have some work but it's really interesting because I find it really hard to do a couple of them and yet those are the ones that if I were to do I would get into the flow. Yeah. And so I find it interesting that I'm sort of resisting that and I, it's because I, it's almost like I want to hold on to this state of anxiety which is not helpful, but, um, and now, actually, now that I've like said that out loud, I'm like, you know what, that, that's exactly it. So I think sort of by acknowledging where I am, maybe I will be able to go and do that work that yeah. is with numbers and spreadsheets. And I get so into it that like everything else disappears. So, you know, I think if we're able to find, I'm not a particularly artistic person, and, um, but that, you know, so 
being artistic very often comes with having flow, but also so does, you know, dealing with numbers and finding out the formulas and stuff like that. That actually is, can be a real flow state too. So. Well, I'm going to send you my taxes. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I'll flow on my taxes because my taxes. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a good point. You said something um, really powerful that about the state of anxiety that maybe you have this resistance to to doing what you need to do because you you you're in the state of anxiety and that's been maybe a place of equilibrium or maybe that's a place of perceived usefulness. You know, a lot of times yeah. we anxiety in order to, you know, look like we're busy, like we're doing something, like we're useful, like someone needs us. And, and so that's, that's really interesting that you, you mentioned that because you're right. Maybe it is the thing you need to go back and do and um, sit down and get in your spreadsheet, Suzanne, and <laughs> numbers need. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thanks for this. I really love this. Um, and I'm glad that I was able to have you along with me on my walk. Yeah, that's this cool. is, this, you can't really see my view, uh, but there are mountains right there. That's cool. Here's our little truck. I don't know if you, I don't know if I'm putting <laughs> in the right. Oh, there I am. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. And um, yeah. So anyway, it was great to be with you. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Does anyone else want to share? Carrie, do you want to share anything? I don't want to call you out. You're like, no, no. <laughs> Hello. 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 I just saw you mentioned um, the problem is like kind of people at work chatting about the news and like so many streams yes. of contact between everyone. I mean, so how do you like maybe what's one step that you could take? Because you said, I think I need to add in a communication shutdown time in my rhythm. So what would that look like for you? Like, how do you think you could do that? Well, I don't know. So we have, I have two iPhones, a personal iPhone and a work iPhone and then work chat and personal chat and Facebook. And um, so it's just like a lot of communication, but maybe not the kind that fills me up because it's just like, bam, like all over. And then all of a sudden some of it's like negative. So I'm in the Kansas city area and, the state of Kansas decided to cancel school. So it's like all of a sudden everyone at work was freaking out. And um, so I think I just need to do like a lunch break or something where it's like, I'm putting all this, all the different ways of communication, like away for me. Cause it's, it's just a little bit overwhelming. And then that's all in when you're, you know, still trying to do some work. Like right. I'd say like 50% of the communication from work right now isn't work related. If that just interesting I mean part of it's good because it's the chit chat that you do in the office but um part of it I think can like you can have a regular day and then like something like that can kind of make you spiral so yeah I we are like in, we haven't done a rhythm yet so I need to work on that yeah that was such a helpful thing like getting a rhythm I'm like oh I love like <laughs> I know it's so helpful well, let me know if you come up with a great rhythm for your schedule and, and the daily communication breaks. That would, I could benefit yeah. from that. Send me an email. <laughs> I will. Right. One tip, one thing we have done is um, my kids are old enough to know what's going on. And so they are sort of scared. So uh -huh. we have just tried to, like, we aren't forced to schedule on them because they're supposed to be on spring break right now. Um, but we planned on Friday, we have a, we're doing a dinner show, which involves us everyone in our family has to come up with something. So yesterday all day they were working on a skit and oh, like, we're not 
and I think are going to wing it. So, and I, I'm, I think I'm going to try to get people to dress up and I don't know what we're going to eat like box mac and cheese or something <laughs> fancy, but just trying to give them something to look forward to. Cause I, that's the part that I struggle with the most. It's maybe not the day to day, but just the like, what do, what do we look forward to right now? You know? Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Thanks for that. Oh my gosh. I can see my daughter loving that and my son being like, Oh my God, mom, you're the worst. So I think it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you, Carrie. Yep. All right. Well, we've got about five minutes left. Um, if anyone else wants to share, shoot your hand up or your virtual hand. Um, if not, we will close out. I have one thing I wanted to read. It's floating around the interweb, so you've probably seen it, but I love it. And so I will close with this. It's a Kitty O'Mara quote. And the people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being and were still and listened more deeply. Some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met their shadows and the people began to think differently and the people healed. And in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless and heartless ways, the earth began to heal. And when the danger passed and the people joined together again, they grieved their losses and made new choices and dreamed new images and created new ways to live and heal the earth fully as they had been healed. I love that. I love that. So thank you all for joining and hopefully I'll see some of you again tomorrow and stay safe, be well, and rhythm equals resilience. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Same 24 Hours. Remember to rate, review, and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.